you found your way back to Making Sense of Pets podcast. We're your hosts, veterinary technicians Angela Ilya, Ryan Frazier, and I'm Becky Mosser. So today we're talking about spay and neuter clinics and vaccine clinics. So chances are you got your furry little dream boat for Christmas and now you need it to have all of its vaccines. So whether you got a little puppy or a little kitten uh, or a little piggy, uh, chances are it's going to need some uh, care uh, as it grows up to become a healthy individual. So we're going to talk about the ins and outs of how to choose a spay and neuter clinic Um, Are they important? Are they safe? And where to find the best ones to go to? I think there's some misconceptions around spay-neuter clinics or vaccine clinics that they're like less than care, that they may be, you know, one-off care or shoddy care. And I I really want to take the opportunity to like break that up in this case, because when we're talking about vaccine clinics, we're generally talking about really great veterinarians who are passionate about getting veterinary care out into the community, right? Yeah, I think money is the number one reason that pets don't make it to the vet. So I think that if you can find a spay-neuter clinic in your area or a vaccine clinic that you can afford to go in and have a doctor lay hands on your animal and take it and take a look at it and provide it some preventative care uh, and some wellness medicine at a budget that you can afford. And if that's the best that you can do, then you shouldn't feel bad about that. I think that it's way better to utilize one of these clinics than to have your pet at home and never have seen a doctor before. So I've recently heard that there's a large amount of um, pet owners that actually don't go to the vet at all. Um, so like Angie was saying, I think it's really important to at least get into a spay and neuter clinic if if financially you can't afford to have a relationship with your regular vet. Um, get into the spay and neuter con- clinic, get your pets vaccinated, get them spayed or neutered. And then you can also start learning on what is required to have a pet. And I think that's the first step of getting these people that haven't been to the vet before to continue coming to the vet and getting resources for them to continue going to the vet. And I think for, uh, you know, I think a lot of my friends in my life that are not in the veterinary industry, and I think about how a lot of them are single moms or, you know, even just parents with, you know, jobs or more than one job and kids and ballet and soccer. And, you know, there's a whole lot going on in life and vaccine clinics can be quick and convenient way to make sure that your pet is staying up to date on vaccines. Now, at the end of the day, you absolutely need a good physical exam, a good relationship with a veterinarian. But I feel like for those times in life when, um, you may have been gifted an animal and you weren't quite expecting it or um, you just know things are overdue and you've got to get rolling or again, finances are tight. Um, I just want to, you know, kind of, you know, vouch for vaccine clinics as being a really good way to make sure that your pet is still staying protected against relevant diseases, that you're staying in compliance with your state laws and that you're, the care you're going to receive is good. Um, but, you know, I do kind of want to talk about spay and neuter clinics as well um, along those same lines. Because, again, I think some people think if you go into a spay and neuter clinic, you are getting less than care. And there's a lot of different forms of spay and neuter, quote unquote, spay and neuter clinics, right? There are mobile facilities and there are standing facilities that do spay and neuters all day long. There's others that move around into different communities. Um, I think that. W- One thing I have seen is that because there may be a lack of relationship and a lack of um, maybe face-to-face time with the veterinary professionals, you get a little bit less compliance around the procedure itself. So maybe... I've experienced owners not keeping their pets as quiet or keeping their pets as relaxed. Um, 
in these more high volume situations. But what I also know is that these professionals are doing this surgery all day, every day. They're really good at it. They're really fast at it. And um, they're helping to, you know, end a really serious problem of pet overpopulation. What do you guys think? Um, do you have spay-neuter clinics? Do you have spay-neuter mobiles in your in your area? How accessible are they to where you are? And, and how do you talk to clinics about this op- – or how do you talk to clients about this option? Well, I live in New York City, so we have all of the options. So we have mobile clinics. We have um, standing clinics. We have low-cost clinics. We have um, general practitioner clinics that will cut you deals and work with you. So we have like a gambit of, of options for people to spay and neuter their pets. And I just can't stress enough just the basic importance of getting that done. I think that uh, pet overpopulation is serious, but you also don't want to be stuck with um, a dangerous uterine infection or some kind of prostate problem that um, creates a life-threatening situation in your pet that could have been prevented. Um, I think that these spay-neuter clinics and these vaccine clinics, the bottom line is they save lives. They prevent disease from spreading in the neighborhood that you live in. Um, They help protect your pet from picking up diseases at doggy daycare or um, the park and things like that. And they also uh, prevent a lot of unwanted uh, pregnancies and a lot of unwanted and un- uh, homed animals from being born. So I can't stress enough the importance of just utilizing these clinics. And a lot of them have either free or sliding scale fees. And in New York City, at least, we even started to have clinics that are a mobile general um, practice clinic. So you can go to a wellness vehicle, not just a spay neuter vehicle. So you can get everything done, everything taken care of, and you can be treated for. Um, for whatever disease your pet may be, you know, suffering from and on a sliding scale or free basis. Yeah. For the company that I work for too, they, it's a corporation and they've been working on getting to those people that don't have pet care for them. So they've, um, pet care for their pets. Um, so they have created a thrive clinic and it's basically for affordable care. So, Basically, they have a discounted pet exam, so your first pet exam is $25, so we can get hands on the pets, Um, we can do a full physical exam, and then they have spay and neuter clinics too with with the Thrive Clinic and vaccines. So I think that more companies are coming up with ways to get to the people that, that aren't seeking veterinary care right now, which I think is really important. Yeah, and that introduces that kind of secondary layer where we're seeing um, veterinary clinics and wellness-only clinics popping up that are either satellite clinics of another more major hospital, so they're building smaller little satellite clinics that are able to just do wellness, or even in some major brand chain stores, we're seeing um, clinics, veterinary clinics popping up within them offering wellness care to animals. And I think this is really important because it is bridging a gap. It's bridging a gap between the folks who do not feel a veterinarian is affordable or accessible or for whatever reason they feel like their pet can't go um, 
or it's not an option that they're comfortable with and, um, you know, getting no veterinary care at all. And I think that, you know, there's no way to stress the importance enough of vaccines, of spaying and neutering. You guys have both said it so eloquently and so well, you know, that just we have such a serious problem with pet overpopulation. We see distemper. We see parvo. We see feline leukemia. We see all of these preventable diseases that, you know, we could be vaccinating against popping up and, um, you know, taking a devastating toll on the lives um, of our pets, even if it's, you know, not pregnancy. It's pyometra, right? These these uterine infections that our pets can get because they're not spayed or neutered. It's mammary cancers. It's testicular cancers. So the importance can't be stressed enough. And um, I think these these areas of veterinary medicine are going to be popping up more and more. I think it's really important for us to make sure that the population out there knows that they're available and knows that they're offering really great medicine. Um, what are some other alternatives you guys have seen out there offering great veterinary care or medicine that you're excited about seeing for preventative and wellness care in the future? Well, I think that it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, I know there's a lot of news around kind of like the big box chain uh, veterinary care pop-ups that are um, starting to be created. So I think that, you know, PetSmart was kind of like the first place that had um, maybe Petco had before, but, you know, stuff like, you know, the pet stores were the first ones to kind of commandeer that area where they figured they could market veterinary care at the same time they were marketing to a population that was coming in shopping for toys and food and things like that. So I think that with that came the birth of, you know, Walmart, I think is following suit now. Um, And I think that people have mixed feelings about a place like that, you know, Walmart or whatever, having a veterinary center inside. I think that if they want to offer, if they want to find a way to offer pet care that is of, you know, acceptable standards to the, you know, the medical, the veterinary medical association, if they want to offer that at a price, if they can find a way to make it affordable to the clientele that's there shopping for um, their everyday stuff, I love it. Like, I think that as long as the vets are solid and the medicine is sound, if they can find a way being a billion dollar corporation to offer uh, pet care at a reduced rate to people who maybe are a little bit more financially concerned, then I think that um, I don't know who would have a problem with that. Like, why would you have a problem with more pets being treated um, for an affordable rate? Like, that's absurd to get upset about something like that. So I am happy to see that. Um, you know, more places are kind of branching out and trying to offer uh, veterinary care to their clientele. Like whether or not their motives are profit, of course, right, there's profit, but like let them make their money as long as they're providing good care. I agree with you. I don't have a problem with Walmart or in pet stores or anything like that getting chain veterinary clinics. I think that they are providing good care. I know a lot of vets that work for them and they're great vets and great techs that work for them. Um, so I think it's really important because you're not – they're getting a, a clientele that's different than what you would maybe at a different vet clinic or something like that. Just I think making it more accessible for pet owners of all incomes to get um, – to get access to vet clinics and veterinary care and information about pets and all that, um, I think is really important. I've seen a lot of clients that maybe don't have like free range to do whatever they need for their pets, but they do 
they come up with the money if they need to. They do great care, um, and they they're so committed to their pets. So I don't think that income is is based on good quality pet care. Yeah, and you know, I think at the end of the day, um, we are a, a, can be a little bit resistant to change in the veterinary profession. But I think for anybody out there who is a pet parent, um, who has maybe not experienced some of the changes that are up and coming in the veterinary industry, to kind of be looking for these, there are more and more opportunities. There are more and more options out there. In the last couple of weeks, we've talked about access to affordable care through pet insurance. We've talked about how to pick a veterinary professional, how to pick a pet professional. And I think that all of those same you know, principles apply here when we're talking about spay-neuter clinics, vaccine clinics. We've kind of talked about the things to look for. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure that people are aware that the industry is changing and accessibility to care is changing. And um, it's more and more important than ever to get your pet, I think, you know, the best level of care because there's more and more pets everywhere. And so I think they have a higher risk of disease transmission. I think they have a higher risk of accidental pregnancies. Um, and th- the access to preventing these types of diseases is really important as we see more and more dogs everywhere we go, more and more cats, you know, everywhere we go. And people are having more pets out in the community. So I think it's it's super important. I think that if you are concerned or I think like a good way – to find a local vaccine or spay-neuter clinic would also be to ask your local veterinarian, right? There's no shame in, in telling, um, say you get like a, a, the free first exam and you walk into a clinic or you come into a clinic and you pay the exam fee and they're like, oh, you should get um, these other core vaccines or these um you know, you should get your pet spayed or neutered, you know, please don't like, there's no shame in asking like, Hey, actually this is outside of my budget. Um, do you know any low cost facilities? Can you recommend to me a spay and neuter clinic or a vaccine clinic in the area that I can use, um, that would be more affordable or that would work on a payment plan or things like that. So I think that, um, it's, you can, you know, ask your your general practitioner or your your local facility to point you in the right direction of a reputable place so that you can feel a little bit more at ease uh, going there with your pet. The other resource that I would recommend checking with if you don't have a, a vet clinic that you're working with right now is check your local humane society. I think a lot of them have resources or even have space, low cost spay neuter clinics themselves so that's always a good resource to use is your local humane society yeah i do believe that at least in new york city the humane society is probably the cheapest place hands down to get overall general vet care in the city for sure they have like the lowest exam fees they do as you know spay for a couple hundred bucks as opposed to like eight hundred dollars at a private vet so um they definitely work on an income base and can help um with people who are financially concerned. So that's a really good tip about the Humane Society. A lot of people think they're just a shelter, but a lot of um, shelters, especially like here also in the city, the ASPCA um, is a shelter, but also offers a lot of public assistance and services for veterinary care. 
And, you know, honestly, if you love animals and you kind of wish you could get involved with animals, I would kind of recommend reaching out to the people who do vaccine clinics, who do spay and neuter clinics, and absolutely the Humane Society, and look for opportunities to volunteer. I know in a lot of cases they really can use people to help kind of manage paperwork, uh, to help direct people around, and your hands and your help kind of go a long way in making sure that the veterinary professionals are able to concentrate on taking great care of the animals and that they're well-staffed and that they go fluidly. So um, if you have an interest in volunteering, I just kind of want to push you in those directions. I think that's great. I've, um, when I was just getting started as a vet tech, I um, got a job at the Humane Society and I volunteered on helping plan events and all that. So getting involved in your community, getting involved with pet care, I think is really important. So I second that. I think you should go and get involved. And we just basically want to strongly encourage you to find the care that your pet needs. They're counting on you to keep them happy, to keep them healthy. And we're here to help you find the accessibility and empower you to have the knowledge to know how to find the best place to take care of your pet on any level. If you have any questions or concerns and want to talk to us, you can email us at makingsenseofpets at gmail.com. However, we do not give any medical advice. Uh, If you want to see cute pictures of pets, you can go to our Facebook and our Instagram page at Making Sense of Pets. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. (laughs) 